the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hello, everyone. This is Russell Cox. I'm the editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown Publication and Digital Production Manager. I am joined today by the association's two field services managers, Charlie Barino and Jeff Shocker. For many of our listeners in city government, at least one of these two individuals will be a familiar face, since these are the two association staff members who spend their time on the road visiting all of South Carolina's 271 municipal governments to help the officials and staff in those places address their issues of local concern. Charlie and Jeff, how are you today? Doing great. Glad to be here with you. Russell, it's a great day uh, to be here with you. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Today we are talking about an issue that's always a source of interest for local government, for officials, for people who live in our cities and towns, the annexation of properties inside municipal boundaries. This is something that these two guys get a great deal of questions about, and it can get to be a very involved and multifaceted discussion. So can we start with a talk about what annexation is, how it works in South Carolina? Sure, Russell. Uh, annexation, if you refer to South Carolina Code Section 5310 through 53315, mm -hmm. uh, covers uh, the annexation uh, methods in our state. There are three primary uh, methods. First is the 100% freeholder petition method. The second is the 75% freeholder petition method. And the third is the 25% elector petition method. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a few other um, nuances, uh, ways to, to complete some annexation, specifically for multi-county parks, uh, corporations, school districts, federal and state government, city government, property, cemeteries. Um, those are further outlined in the mm -hmm. annexation law. So the percentages, what do those refer to? Sure. The 100% method uh, means that all the individual freeholders of a piece of property, 100%, Mm -hmm. uh, sign a petition asking to come into the municipal boundary. Mm -hmm. The 75%. So the 75% the method mm -hmm. is 75% of the property owners owning 75% of the value signing a petition. Uh, so that means that 25% may not sign that petition uh, for annexation into the city. The third method is the 25% method. Uh, in its simplest terms, uh, an area uh, outside the, the municipality, if 25% of electors in that area assigned a petition, then ultimately that would schedule an election in that defined area um, uh, to be considered for annexation. Okay. So cities and towns have a number of goals that they are pursuing when they are handling annexation. So of the different reasons why cities would want to annex, could you talk about some of those? Sure. Well, you know, there are many motives oftentimes for annexations and, you know, they vary by community, uh, by community, mm -hmm. you know, annexation is a policy decision, right? It's made by city council. It's consummated with an ordinance. 
and so it's a, it's a local decision. So you have different factors that uh, that are local in nature that that um, play into the decision to annex. Oftentimes, it's a decision based on revenue. Um, you know, many of the revenue sources that cities rely on are based on the number and value of property within the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are based on the population of the city, and so annexation can can address both of those. Um, some are are based on um, you know the businesses that are located within a city, and very often cities are, are annexing commercial property. So it can be a revenue consideration. Uh, uh, others are. Um, the appearance of the community. I mean, oftentimes a city will have more um, stringent um, planning and development standards that they impose, and they may want to have the ability to have a little more control over the look and you know the, not only the appearance but the uses of property on the pr- approaches to the city. So that may be a consideration. Um, I know in many of the small towns that uh, I, I've worked with and ha- even have even met with regarding annexation, they're looking to enlarge the pool of potential candidates to serve on council or mm-hmm. their planning commission or their board of zoning appeals if they have residency requirements for those two bodies. And annexation is a tool that can be used to grow your population. Mm-hmm. I hear about it sometimes in terms of reducing confusion about jurisdiction of services, public safety services, that sort of thing. That, that That's common. Yeah, unfortunately, there are a number of cases in our state where a building, uh, an actual full building, may be split by the boundary of a municipality and the county. And so mm-hmm. when the police or fire arrive, there may be a question of well, who services this, this property. So that's even, that is significantly more confusing than the standard donut hole property. Right. Mm. And I think Charlie and I both dealt with that in the cities we were with yeah. before we came to MAS. And so many times yeah. the city makes the decision from a life safety standpoint to protect the portion of the building that's outside of the mm-hmm. city. There are a number of challenges that can come with an annexation effort. I mean, as, as we discussed a short time ago, uh, it is a complica- it can be a complex process. So let me ask, what are some of the major challenges um, you are seeing by those who are pursuing annexation around the state? Well, there's a number of challenges uh, getting started, Mm -hmm. uh, implementing, and following up on the process. Mm -hmm. Uh, From an implementation, uh, getting started standpoint is, you know, just making sure uh, that there's a strategy that all of the staff and all of your council members understand what your annexation strategy is and having, you know, whether that you adopt that in your comprehensive plan, but just an understanding of what your goals are to go forth uh, with your strategy and, and, and realizing that as soon as you begin discussing that strategy, then you, you have in a public relations issue managing, uh, educating the public uh, and understand uh, letting the public understand your your goals with annexation. Uh, many times in, in communities, when you say the word annexation, uh, people begin worrying. Well, are they going to annex my property? Mm-hmm. So, staying ahead of those public relations issues is very important. So, when you see that um, communication side of it done well, what does that look like? You know, I think uh, the use of uh, your uh, strategies, whether that be uh, your your website. Uh, mm-hmm. Social media, in particular, maybe doing some some videos, 
having those that have annexed discuss letting that citizen uh, go on video discussing the process that they went through uh, and, and really just trying to educate the public uh, as to the goals of annexation. And these, these processes usually are, are fairly complex because, you know, the vast majority of annexations that are completed in South Carolina are 100% petition ordinance method annexations. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got willing parties that want to annex their property into the city, and you've got a willing city that wants to annex the property. Typically, when you have an annexation effort or project, you're not dealing with properties who, uh, at least at the time of the project, want to willingly annex their property into the city. So, you know, like Charlie mentioned, there's there's the marketing component, and you may be able to sway their opinion. Mm-hmm. There is a strategic component. Um, if we're not able to use the 100% method uh, like we would if there were two willing or multiple willing parties to annex, then can we use the 100% method to annex properties partially? to establish contiguity to uh, properties that want their entire property annexed into the city? Mm -hmm. Do we want to use the 75% method where you are going to uh, bring in, it's a minority, but it still can be a significant number of individuals and properties who are are being brought in adversely. Uh, They're not, they haven't signed the petition. They're not in favor of annexation, at least at that point in time. Or the election method. And um, so there's a good bit of um, strategy that plays into this. And, of course, anytime you're dealing with communications and strategy, planning is extremely important Mm -hmm. on the front end. In in addition to what Jeff said, you know, another challenge is is really understanding who's providing the services uh, both in and out um, when you're looking at annexing areas. Uh, You know, is there a public service district involved? Does the county provide a service where there's a funding stream that they're depending on. And so when you annex that, what's going to happen to that funding stream? A lot of that needs to be negotiated because uh, many times the the municipality is going to have to pay uh, back those entities for that lost revenue. If it's commercial property, is is the county already uh, collecting uh, an accommodations or a hospitality tax? Well, what happens if it's annexed into the city? All those things need to be understood before any legwork begins to discuss annexation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and playing on what Charlie said, uh, there's a, a cost-benefit component to this. And the cost-benefit analysis on the city side is to try to determine, okay, well, what is the cost of providing services and what revenue will the uh, properties that are being considered for annexation generate for the city? I think there's a cost-benefit component, too, on the marketing effort because I think what you're trying to show folks and not all of it's going to be monetary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's also sort of these intangible benefits of being in the city. Um, what are all those and how do they balance out and how can we present that in the most positive light to, you know, individuals that we're courting for annexation? Uh, so cost benefits, a, a major consideration. Charlie, you mentioned once an annexation is complete, then there are the considerations the kind of the administration, the administrative considerations for once the property is in and the steps cities and towns need to be taking at that point. Sure, there there are a number of requirements in the state statute um, of those that that have to be uh, notified if an annexation is completed. Mm-hmm. Um, largely, the state Department of Transportation, the DOT, uh, needs to be informed. Uh, the state Department of Public Safety mm-hmm. uh, needs to be informed, and the uh, 
Secretary of State. The Secretary of State, correct, is, is also uh, needing to be informed. But really at the local level, too, those that you need to think about giving direct notification, the Voter and Registration Office, you need to make, be making sure that they understand the changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, your county GIS, uh, Geographic Information Systems Department, they uh, can, can make sure, you know, um, getting those things out. You know, do you have franchise, franchise agreements? Do you need to contact your cable provider? Uh, any other franchises that you that you may have, um, you, you need to think about uh, revenues mm-hmm. that can be gained uh, by extending your boundary. And, and you know, an, another uh, notification, too, that, that cities need to comply with, uh, about three years ago, we had the uh, piece of legislation passed that established the 1% business license tax on transportation network companies, you know, the mm-hmm. Ubers of, of the world. And we now have a requirement within 30 days of um, the effective date of an annexation to notify revenue and fiscal affairs mm-hmm. because they need ac- accurate maps reflecting municipal boundaries so that they know uh, should a tax be collected on a fare with Uber or, or Lyft or any of the other transportation network companies? And if so, which city did the fare originate in? Mm-hmm. Uh, because that would be the city that would receive the uh, the 1% tax. So. Um, We've got 30 days to get that that notification in. And then it's really important, too, with cities that, that they make sure that they complete the um, uh, annexation and boundary survey with the Census Bureau mm-hmm. uh, because those uh, census-certified uh, population estimates are what's used by the state of South Carolina for distribution of the local government fund uh, allocations. And then also, and maybe more importantly, for cities that are in a local option sales tax county, the, the local option sales tax distribution formula. So we've talked planning, we've talked negotiation, communication, administration. When officials come to the two of you, is there anything further advice-wise, procedural-wise? One of the things that I uh, recommend to, to cities when we sit down and, and um, you very often they'll they'll call me about an annexation issue and it leads to hey can we meet about this and we'll we'll meet and may have elected officials in the room some staff members mm-hmm. and uh, we'll huddle around a map and we'll look at the map and we'll even look up property ownership information because all those that information is important when you're trying to develop an annexation strategy and figure out what method you want to use and who do you have in favor who do you have opposed to the annexation. But one of the things I will always encourage them to do in those meetings is to 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 not limit their thinking to a area that's uh, sort of a, a hot area or uh, an area that is specific in their thinking annexation because the way those methods work, contiguity, which is a necessary requirement for all three forms of annexation that we've discussed mm-hmm. in this podcast, uh, contiguity, it starts with a petition and ends with an ordinance is that contiguity can be established within the city. So there may be other areas if you end up using um, the 75% uh, petition ordinance method or the 25% petition election method. You may have multiple areas that are not contiguous but for their contiguity through the city. Mm-hmm. So I always encourage them to, to kind of think big. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't, don't, don't limit your thinking. And there are cities that have done that and been successful. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. But in the end, everything has to touch everything. Everything has to touch everything. <laughs> That's right. We don't have satellite annexation in mm-hmm. South Carolina. So I know both of you will be 
speaking on this topic at the Joint Academy of uh, the South South Carolina Municipal Finance Officers, Clerks, and Treasurers Association and the SC Business Licensing Officials Association next month. The registration deadline for that is coming up. Could one of you give the plug for the Academy and how to register for it? I'll, I'll be glad to since I, since I coordinate that group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a great agenda uh, plan for this year's joint BLOA MFOCTA Academy. Uh, that meeting will be held October 8th through the 11th mm-hmm. at the Myrtle Beach Marriott in Grand Dunes. Uh, like I said, it's a, got a great agenda. We'll have the session on annexation that Charlie and I are presenting on the morning of Wednesday, October 9th. So we encourage you to be there for the conference and be there for our session. Mm-hmm. Uh, the registration deadline is September 27th, and I understand from the staff that we've got good numbers. So we expect a large crowd and a great meeting. Very good. I'll be happy to be the one to give the plug for the Municipal Association's Annexation Handbook. That is a manual that provides interpretation of the state laws governing annexation, and it has checklists and sample forms for the process, and you can find that on the association's website, www.masc.sc, with uh, the keyword annexation. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank Thank you. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the Association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.